don't talk about Zuko, no, no, no. We don't talk about Zuko. But it was coronation day. It was coronation day. What was I ready? Uncle Iroh was nowhere nearby. No, Iroh standing nearby. Zuko was there and he looked pretty scared. Fire. Are you telling the story or am I? I'm sorry, I'll go for God. I became fire. He's a powerful fella. Lines of succession were ignored. Iroh doesn't seem jealous. Strange circumstances unexplored. Who cares about murder anyway? We don't talk about Zuko. No, no, no. We don't talk about Zuko. Hello, everybody. At last, it is time to discuss episode 27 of Avatar, The Last Airbender. Nick Montagani here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, a pleasure, as always, to be with you talking Avatar stuff. Yes, indeed. It is good to be back. It's a wonderful time for Avatar. All the kids are saying it. Yeah, that's what I hear when I'm wherever the kids are these days. They're everywhere. You turn around, the kids are secretly at, at the plotting bar. your demise. <laughs> yeah. The kids are at the bar. Doesn't matter what age, they're always there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's going on? Brendan, I don't have anything to talk about at the top of the episode. Do you? Uh, no. I've been playing video games. They're good. Video games are good. I guess maybe just a quick avatar related thing speaking of video games and whether or not they're good that avatar video game did come out yep and i hear it's not good the reviews are looking rough i actually haven't been able to find like an actual outlet that has reviewed this game i'm just seeing like steam user oh, just reviews user and reviews stuff like that i always feel like well i don't know about steam but user reviews i typically give more weight than outlet reviews anyway but steam yeah. you get a lot of angry people so it's kind of hard to tell sometimes. User reviews are tough because uh, you'll look on like Metacritic or mm -hmm. something and people will be giving it a 10 just to and they'll openly say in their review, like, I'm only giving this a 10 to like counteract the ones that people are giving this. Like, I yeah. feel like that's not fair. That's I haven't played the works. game, but <laughs> I don't know. You're missing the point of the system. <laughs> uh but we'll judge for ourselves at some point. The The nice thing about the Avatar game is that it seems like you were telling me that it has co-op in it. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading some of the reviews. Um, mm -hmm. Luckily, they were all spoiler free. Good. Uh, but a bunch of them were talking about it has like local co-op and online yeah. co-op. Okay. So it sounds like it might be similar to the Lego games in like Which format. is fine. Yeah. That's I actually best think that case scenario. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm kind of for that idea. And it will help if it's not a very good game, which it seems like it might not be. Like it will help you and me to get through it, I think if we're playing it uh co-op, I think yeah. that will make it a little easier on the both of us. Especially if it's like the Lego games and we can like shove each other each other off cliffs and shit. I love that shit. Yeah. 
That's really fun. When I back when fucking Borderlands first came out, I was playing with a friend and they were like, oh, we got to go across this bridge. And I was following them and they were like, run, run, run. Now turn right. And I turned right and ran off the bridge. And I was like, you yeah. fucking asshole. <laughs> prank. I trusted prank. you. Uh, we're not friends anymore. I can understand that. I uh, I had people in uh, RuneScape. Oh, no. I know. Uh Tell me this was I was a naive child and they would say, all right, drop all of your gold on the ground and then press these keys and it will multiply your gold. And it was like the whatever hotkey like exited out of my browser. Alt F4 or control W. Something like something that I didn't know what it did then. Yeah. Uh, but I think even luckily like RuneScape had safeguards so that something like that like wouldn't disappear from your inventory i don't i don't know yeah i don't know about the, runescape but people were scamming each other all the time in runescape constantly now they would just take you out to the wilderness and murder you and just kill you yeah yeah with like the honorable way i would feel better about it that way say you know what it was my time and <laughs> uh they got me good Yep. Brendan, is that what you've expected to talk about when you brought up video games was RuneScape? No, but actually it came up recently. I watched this guy on YouTube uh, and he has a 20 year old account that recently got hacked and he lost everything he's ever collected on it. No, yeah. no, that <laughs> he was fucking uh, bummed. I'm sad just hearing that. That really sucks. Yeah, it so does. Bad. I felt so bad for this guy. I was like, I don't like that game, but. That's thousands and thousands of hours of mindless grinding. That's really terrible, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I can't imagine. Those Some of those games have been going on that long, like World of Warcraft still going on. Oh, yeah. Yep. Then they started it over. I just don't understand. It's don't too either. much for me. I never, I never cared for it all that much. Me neither, Brendan. Okay, so, you know, let's oh, cover this briefly before we get into the episode. What's what's on the list these days? Lies of P? Yeah, Lies of P. That's what I've been playing pretty much Tell exclusively. Me about it. uh, it's like a Souls-like game. It's pretty good. I've got problems with it. Mainly, like, some of the enemies are overtuned. Um, there was one I was banging my head against for probably like three hours last night, which fucking sucked. And it's like one of those things where you get to, the, I think there's like a spider on your shoulder or something. Yeah, there is. <laughs> other one, other one. <laughs> That's definitely staying in the episode audio, by the way. Uh, Brandon, you just saved my life. I did. That spider was coming for you. Like a real lie of pee. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a Pinocchio themed game. Uh, and so as such, there's a lying mechanic and Geppetto's mm -hmm. like, be a good boy and don't tell lies. Uh, but all of the lies they present for you to tell are like to, to tell the truth would be like the mean thing to do in that situation. So it's kind of no. tough. It's got that Sometimes good, the truth some hurts. good moral. Yeah. Good morals. Uh, one example and the only one I'll give you is a guy's like, oh, my wife is dead. I need to go get her belongings. And you go and you find out his wife is a puppet. Uh, and you bring him back the ring and he's like, is it a, is it possible for a, a human and a puppet to be in love? And like, the truth is, no, like, that's fucking weird. <laughs> but the lie is like, yeah, no, that's uh, she wrote a, a love letter for you. I found it, but I didn't bring it. Uh, but she she loved you and he's happy and leaves. You got to look out for people out there. Yeah, uh, I'm enjoying it, though. 
Uh, I find it easy to love a puppet if uh, we're talking about the real doll that I have in my closet. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's kind of what was going on. I string that thing up from some ropes and make it dance around <laughs> like Pinocchio would do. Yeah, but he's got no strings on him. That famously, yeah, he didn't even need them. But that yeah. was his downfall because um, Stromboli really took advantage of him. Yep. Locked him up in a cage. I think yeah. that was that guy's name. Tried to turn him into a, a donkey. Is there a is Stromboli an enemy in Lives of P as far as you can tell? Not that I have met, but I did fight a donkey. Okay. Um, but otherwise, not that I've met, no. Well, we'll see what other classic Pinocchio characters, assuming that <laughs> the Disney version of Pinocchio is the classic version. Yeah. Which we know, <laughs> we well know that it is not. No, I think I'm about halfway through uh, right now. Okay. It's good. I recommend it. If you have Game Pass, go play it on there. If you don't, I guess buy it <laughs> if you want. Making that Xbox purchase worth it for you finally, Brad. Yeah, the the first thing that has been like, all right, I'm kind of glad I did this now. Although the game would have been sixty dollars if I just bought it on the PlayStation. Instead, you spent multi hundred dollars <laughs> yeah. to play it on a system that you're not familiar with and not totally comfortable with. But it's a good thing that you did it. Yeah, it's going well. I'm happy for you, and uh, things are looking up for you. Hey. Let's see if things are looking up for all of the featured characters in this week's episode of Avatar The Last Airbender, huh? Let's do it. Yep, 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 Episode 27 of Avatar The Last Airbender, titled Zuko Alone. Mm-hmm. Just him this time, Brendan. Just Zuko. You could think of all the other characters on the show. We've got so many wonderful people. We just even added a new character to the roster. Mm-hmm. And they're not in this episode. Not in it. <laughs> Forget everybody. Get them out of here. Everybody you know. Gone. Just the one guy. I want to see what Zuko's up to. I do think it's funny. Uh, I think I looked it up. I was looking into this episode a little bit, and... Uh, this is the first episode that Aang, Katara, and Sokka are not in. Hmm. And I think the only episode that Aang's not in, maybe in the entire series? Oh, interesting. I could be wrong about that. Hmm. But... Yeah, that would make sense. To this point, yeah, they've been in every single episode, and this one, yeah, scrap it. Just the one guy. Yeah, we just had a heavy gang episode introducing the new character. I think it's all right to... To give uh, the foil his own episode. We remarked on how there was no B plot. It was all A plot in mm-hmm. the, that episode. And and this episode, it's all Z plot. Zuko plot is what the that Zuko plot. For. I would argue that this one does have a bit of a B plot, though. We I can, can understand that. Yeah. According to uh, the Wikipedia article, the list of Avatar The Last Airbender episodes. Yeah. One of my favorite resources on the internet. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are only three episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender that have their own Wikipedia articles. Really? Only three. Okay, just because like there are only three that have enough to say about them. That's exactly right. (laughs) Which if you think about it, like looking at we went through every episode of Samurai Jack. How many episodes of that show do you think got their own Wikipedia article, you know? Yeah, I would say probably like five to ten at most. 
probably, yeah, maybe less hard to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll have to go back and take a look at that. <laughs> uh, hey, only three Avatar episodes, and Brendan, this is one of them. Hey, if you said it wasn't, I would be very surprised that you brought it up. <laughs> would be a weird thing for me to go down that road. So I'm glad we paid off that plot point. Yeah, I was worried for a second there. <laughs> Three episodes. I'm not sure which ones they are because this was not on this the ain't list. It. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't it, Chief. Hey, Zuko alone, May 12, 2006. Previously on Avatar. Zuko and Iroh, we know they've been on the run from Zuko's sister Azula for some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zuko, though, he got a little bit too klepto for Iroh's liking. <laughs> yep. You got to cut that shit off, he says. <laughs> Rain it in, man. We don't need all this. How are we going to carry this from cave to cave? <laughs> we'll just steal more. Don't you get it, uncle? <laughs> Leave it behind for the next hobos coming through. <laughs> You know, actually, I think if he had pitched it that way, Iroh might have been a little bit more on board. That is philanthropic in a way. Yeah, he would have been like, ah, you know what, actually, you kind of have a good point. I've raised you well, my nephew. <laughs> uh, Iroh did kind of confront him about this, and they had a real heart-to-heart about Zuko's search for the Avatar and uh, sort of the futility of that entire mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, But ultimately, Zuko decided that they should split up, and uh, it broke Iroh's heart, and it also broke our hearts. It did. It was very sad. Not a great decision. Nope. As we'll find out in this episode. Yeah. Here we go. Zuko is trudging along the Great Plains of the Earth Kingdom, sitting atop his ostrich horse. Mm Mm-hmm. It's kind of unclear how long he's been out on his own to this point after the split up from Iroh. I imagine it's been a few weeks. He's looking very gaunt in this episode. Haggard, some would call him. Yeah, it seems his cheeks are very sunken. He seems like he hasn't eaten in a while. Very weary traveler. So is the ostrich horse, too. Like the two of them have been out on the road with with seemingly very little comfort. Mm Mm-hmm. It's been probably a little while. Uh, Zuko stops in his tracks as he smells something and looks down at some travelers cooking this big slab of meat over a campfire. Yeah, where'd they get that? What even, what kind of meat is it? Who knows? It's some (laughs) monstrous abomination animal. Some kind of pig crossed with another animal. (laughs) With with anything, apparently. We've got, we, we, I know. Hold on to that thought, my boy. (laughs) We've got so much to say. Uh, Zuko puts his hand on his stomach, which makes like a big hungry growl. Mm -hmm. Then he moves his hand to the hilt of his sword, ready to spring into action. But then he gets a better look at these travelers and we see a man smiling as he puts his hand on a pregnant woman's stomach. Yeah. He's what he's really doing is he's like, this is where all of our other meat went. You piece of shit. You ate all our food. Eating for two. You kept telling me I'm not even convinced. <laughs> that kid eats a lot. <laughs> so hungry. How are we going to feed this kid? Yeah. When it's out. Um, 
Zuko lets go of the sword and keeps pushing onward. Fucking coward. Yeah, he should have done it. They would have been easy. Pregnant woman can't fight him. No. It's like taking candy from a unborn baby. <laughs> it's like taking a big slab of meat from an unborn baby. Yeah, I could do that. We should do that. Let's talk about that off pod. Okay. This is a situation you and me will find ourselves in, is out on the road and a pregnant woman cooking meat over a fire. Uh, Zuko desperately gulps at the last few drops of water in his water skin. Uh, He's passing through this valley that's littered with the crumbling remains of some of those big Earth Kingdom stone coin things we've seen before. Yeah, I noticed that. Oh, this is how we know where we are. What happened in this big valley? I don't know. Maybe there was a big city here before. Could have been. It is interesting. We've only seen these, like, coin things in, like, fortresses or, like, arenas or stuff like that. But this is very much in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Although we do know that some uh, earthbenders use them to fight. So it's possible that they, like, brought it with them and there was a battle here. That's what I'm thinking. Mm Mm-hmm doesn't seem practical. I mean, the whole place is made of earth. Just, like, pick something up off the ground. You don't have to take something with you. There's uh, a few instances, I think, of impractical earthbending in this episode. No, no, no. It's always perfect. They know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> so convenient, I feel like, for earthbenders. They just, they're constantly surrounded by stuff. Unless they're in the ocean. I know. And then they need the brave Katara to uh, brighten their spirits mm-hmm. and... Get them off that rig. Everyone look at my necklace. George Takei be damned. (laughs) Zuko's really struggling just to even keep his eyes open. He's kind of fighting against his own body, but his eyes close for just a moment. And we get a peek into Zuko's subconscious. Mm -hmm. There's a woman we've never seen before who turns from the camera and puts on a hooded cloak as she disappears into this black void. Ooh. Foreshadowing? Probably not. No, probably not. It's probably just like a witch. It's like how we talked about in a previous episode where, like, in your dreams, you see people that you've seen in your real life. Yeah. This could be anyone. Yeah. Could be that lady that he just saw under the tree. Probably the same one. We didn't really get a good look at her stomach in this shot. Yeah, so hard she to, put on hard the hood and then went into the void to get some tasty meat. <laughs> yeah, he looks a little bit further and she's munching on that big slab, <laughs> just kind of like sticking her tongue out at him, <laughs> making direct eye contact and just eating it all. This is really good. <laughs> Bet you want some of this, huh? Mm. <laughs> Meat. <laughs> uh, Zuko is like jolted awake by this and just keeps on moving. And finally, he reaches this dusty old town which is very much going for like a old wild west town kind yeah. of vibe. Yeah, they're, I think they're doing a man with no name here. I mean, this whole episode is going for like old western movie kind mm-hmm. of thing. Which is pretty good. I think it works pretty well. Are you a western fan? Uh, not really. I'm, I'm not like against them, but I've I'd never really go out of my way. It's never been a huge thing. I feel like by the time you and me came of age, which is a weird way to describe that. (laughs) 
uh, Westerns very much like a thing of the past. They, they're they not doing that anymore. But it is funny to think that, like, the Marvel movies of back in the day were, like, Westerns. Yeah, wow. When you put it, when you put it like that, actually... <laughs> Those were like the big that. Hollywood flicks. Yeah, I saw uh, there was a Three Ninjas movie where it was like a Western. Okay. Um, uh, there was that Cowboys versus Aliens movie. Okay. Uh, and then there was the, more recently, there's the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. A fantastic movie. Great movie, yeah. That's yeah. an anthology, though, so that's not one story. I had kind of forgotten about Buster Scruggs, but since you mentioned it, like, is that my favorite Western? I think so. Oh, I don't know. You ever see The Good, The Bad, and The Weird? Never. It's, I think, a Korean Western. Okay. It's very good. Could that be a play on another Western? I don't think so. I don't know. That doesn't seem like something that anyone would do. Holy original name for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that they're, they are definitely going for that vibe throughout this entire episode. Yeah, the same way that like Samurai Jack went for specific uh samurai movies in other episodes this is true they've got a motif and they're sticking with it um the local earthbending militia kind of gives zuko the stink eye as he rides into town yeah they are gambling with dice and one guy rolls spider snake eyes which are two fives on the dice yeah I oh you know what maybe that's because spiders have multiple eyes and he rolled two of them. I don't snake wanna, eyes is typically I, when you roll two ones. I don't want to know what a spider snake is. So two Brendan. fives are spider snake eyes. The implications of this dice roll are massive for the world of Avatar. That's true. That didn't come up in our game last week, but a spider snake would be fucking terrifying. I don't want. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> um, Zuko asks the local NPC shopkeeper for some water. Mm -hmm. uh, also, a bag of feed and a hot meal he asked for. And the man says he doesn't have enough money for a hot meal, but he can get him two bags of feed. I took that as like a jab, but I don't think it actually was, given the way think, this scene plays out. I think he was being extremely literal, like, hey, yeah, this is this is the most I got. Zuko's, I mean, it doesn't have to be like an extravagant hot meal. Yeah. How much is a bag of feed? That's what I'm wondering. More, like, significantly less. It would have to be. Yeah. A hot meal. He could get him, like, a fucking hot pocket at this point. He's starving. <laughs> Just boil up some of that feed. Get him, like, a little, yeah, Campbell's soup. <laughs> I think he'd be fine with that. Some Uncrustables. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> what a delight, though, if you walk through, like, a whole <laughs> desert, and then at the end of it, you get an Uncrustables. It would make the whole journey worth about it. it. Yeah, those things are awesome. I would walk across a desert with no food for many weeks just to get an Uncrustables <laughs> right now. I tell you what, you don't have to do that. You can go to the grocery store. Mm, I think I'm going to do it anyway. All right. Yeah, suit yourself. They'd probably taste better at the end. It would be the best fucking Uncrustables you've <laughs> ever had, which is saying something because every time you have one, oh, yeah. what a delight. Yep. I got one of them at Disney once. Fucking worth it. All right, Brendan, you're speaking my language here. Mm -hmm. I thought I might. Gotta go seek out the uncrustable stand at Disney. Yeah, they had them at the at the cafeteria at the resort we were staying at. I had a pop. I had basically what was a pop tart at my most recent 
visit. It's like a fancy Halloween one because it's Halloween season there. Oh, I think you were telling me about these ones. It was just it was just a pop tart and like a dry pop tart at that. Oh no! Did not even put butter on it? Uh, no. It was covered in frosting though, but it was like that hard frosting that mm-hmm. the shitty doesn't have frosting. a ton of flavor. Yeah. So I'm gonna slap some butter on that on the pop tart. Mm-hmm. Fucking try it. Uh, right, I'm gonna give that a shot. Uh, from behind the stall, these two little kids poke out and they laugh as they throw an egg. At the earthbenders across the street. Yeah. Pranked. <laughs> yeah. They Somebody comes out with a camera and there's like a big <laughs> guitar sting. Uh, the earthbenders turn around and all they see is Zuko with his back turned to them. Uh, they confront him and ask if he threw the egg, to which he says no. And they ask if he saw who did it and he says no. And then one <laughs> of them asks, is that your favorite word? No. And he doesn't respond with no, and I was very disappointed. He really should have said no again. That would have been perfect. Mm -hmm. Or yes, I would have been fine if he said yes. Yes, actually, it is. (laughs) Ask me something else. You might get the same response. (laughs) It's a fun game he likes to play. This is what I do whenever I come to a new town. I'm not welcome in many places. (laughs) Uh, Zuko suggests that maybe a chicken flew over their heads, which is a pretty good fuck off, I would say. Yeah, I think so. One of the other guys thought so, too. He's like, oh, I got to remember that one. (laughs) For the next time I'm in a situation where somebody throws an egg at me, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, The vendor brings Zuko the bags of feed, which like the lead earthbender guy takes from him. And he tells him to leave town. He says, the penalty for staying is a lot steeper than you can afford, stranger. Mm -hmm. I think Zuko should have fucked these guys up. Killed them now. Yeah. Save yourself the trouble. Yeah. I think, I think, honestly, I think it would be in his character to just fuck these guys up right now. He's trying to live a little incognito, though. We know that about him. (laughs) That goes well. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) he was trying to do that for (laughs) most of this week's episode and then kind of slips up. Uh, That guy taps like a big hammer that's hanging from his belt and then they walk away. Uh, I do like this trope, though, of like, put just a little bit of power into the hands of like the local shitheads. Mm-hmm. And then the whole town goes down with them. Yeah, nobody will stand up to these guys. There's no other earthbenders in the town. <laughs> no other earthbenders in the town. But also, who left these specific chuckle fucks <laughs> in charge of Dust Town? Maybe nobody. I imagine nobody. They just strolled in like, hey, this town doesn't yeah. have any protection. We could offer you some protection for a price. <laughs> Awful nice uh, feed store you got <laughs> here. Be a shame if somebody did something to it. <laughs> Awful nice dust you guys got around here. Be a shame if somebody pissed in your dust and turned it into mud. <laughs> then you couldn't bend it. <laughs> then, then, then whose dust is it at that point? It's impossible to say. We still don't know. <laughs> the world's not ready for those answers. It's like the trolley with the one person or you can save ten. Can <laughs> you can you bend it or can you not? We don't know yet. <laughs> uh, the little boy who threw the egg pops out and thanks Zuko for not ratting him out. Uh, Zuko doesn't say a word to this boy. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but the go- boy grabs the ostrich horse's reins. He's going to take him to his farm to feed them. Yep. Which is a really good transition here, Brendan. As Zuko like grabs at his stomach, which is making like this little squelchy, squeaking kind of noise. Mm-hmm. But it cuts to the farm that this boy is taking him to, where we find out that this noise is actually the oinking of very many pigs. Very many p- different different pig creatures. Brendan, we gotta talk about we these pigs. We have to. There's a lot of different pig creatures. Is that how it works? <laughs> pigs I, can just be any, but there can't be a simple pig. It must be no, many, many other It's gotta pigs. be like a cow pig, or a sheep pig, or a fucking chicken pig even the at chicken point. pig is the best one there's a little tiny chicken pig that cockadoodle doos and oinks at the same exact time <laughs> but like there's also so, like a deer pig yeah so can 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 any animal be mixed with any other animal non-exclusively the way we've been mostly operating on this show is exactly what you've just said yeah like one animal from our world mixes with another animal from our world, mm-hmm. but then doesn't usually come up in any other context. No, that's that's both animals mixed into one. Those are the, that's the only way they exist. In in what that would do is have the amount of animals yes. that exist on this world. But instead what we're doing now is exponentially increasing the amount of animals. Oh, so we can just mix them all together, it's huh? It's like that fucking that Pokemon fusion game that people are playing now where you mix them all together. Nasty freaks. Fucking wild. Yeah. The, the amount of different pig utilities and do they all have like unique property? What is the point of having like these different mix of pig species? I don't know. It kind of reminds me of, um, slime rancher where you, you have to like crossbreed slimes and that makes them eat whatever the other one eats. Is it like that? You cross everything with a pig so that it just eats garbage and you still get like, like you still get whatever the, the good stuff from the other animal is. It must be, that must be it to a T. It has to be. That's the only explanation. It's the only thing I'm willing to accept. (sighs) There's just so many different kinds of pigs and they're pig sized and mostly pig shaped. The chicken is very, very small. Yeah, that's chicken-sized, but still mostly pig-shaped. And it does raise... It it (laughs) (laughs) raises questions, and like we're talking about right now, like opens the door to just the infinite amount of possibilities for mixing animals that could exist on the... There could be so many more. Where we thought, literally, like we just said, there could be like half the amount of animal Mm -hmm. species that exist on this world. There could be many, many thousands of millions of times the amount of animals. Every animal times every animal. (laughs) Oh my God, the Punnett squares are just going crazy. (laughs) But does it stop it too? I think now that's the important question is like, could you have three? Could you mix three animals together? Triple Decker. Yeah, Yeah. that's a really good question. If I have a a pig cow and an ostrich horse, can I get an ostrich pig? Cow horse? Mandor hand hook car door, I say. <laughs> Let's move on. I can't. <laughs> I will be stuck here forever. <laughs> They're at this shabby old farm 
the boy's parents come out and he is excitedly telling them how Zuko stood up to these shithead earthbenders. Mm-hmm. The boy's name is Lee. Zuko's incognito name when they had dinner. Remember when him and Iroh had dinner with the Earth Kingdom mm-hmm. girl and her mother? Yep. Zuko's incognito name was Lee. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's thrown for a fucking loop here. He's like, oh shit, that was mine. There can't be oh. two Lees. It's impossible. This, this is the only coincidence and thing that I can see myself in you throughout this entire episode, <laughs> but let's make the most of it, huh? Yeah. Surely this won't come up again in mere moments. <laughs> Lee's mother asks Zuko his name, and he kind of stammers, but uh, the dad is like, he doesn't have to say his name if he doesn't want to. Even though that's a little weird. I don't think I would welcome someone to my home if they couldn't even answer that question. No, you won't even tell me your name? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but he stood up to the earthbender, so he's got to be an all right guy. That's true. If Lee likes him, Lee's an excellent judge of character. He's Lee's, Lee's got a lot going on. <laughs> he looks like Boomy. He does kind of look like Boomy, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. I didn't put that together, but he does kind of look. I like could not get over it the entire episode. I was like, he got boomy teeth, this kid. He's going to grow up to be an absolute madman. I like him already. He's got a bright future. Good head on his shoulders. (laughs) Eh, Not not really. Anyone who can hold his own against those bully soldiers is welcome here. Those men should be ashamed to wear Earth Kingdom uniforms. The real soldiers are all fighting the war. Like Lee's big brother, Sen Su. Supper's going to be ready soon. Would you like to stay? I can't. I should be moving on. Gonsu could use some help on the barn. Why don't you two work for a while, and then we'll eat. And it cuts to Zuko trying to hammer nails in the roof of the barn, but he has no clue what the fuck he's doing. Uh, How do I work this thing? (laughs) This is foreign technology to me. <laughs> a hammer, you called it. I have servants who hammer all of the nails into things I need, <laughs> which is more frequent than you might think. I'm constantly breaking things. He rings a little bell. Garcon, the hammer, please. <laughs> uh, he's pounding away on one shingle that's just filled with like bent nails that he's fucked up. <laughs> He'll get there. You would think at some point, though, the farmer would be like, all right, maybe don't help. Like, you know, it's, it's fine. You can still have supper. Like, you tried. I guess it's fine. <laughs> He's honestly making the roof worse than it was to start with. <laughs> um, Lee is badgering Zuko with questions until his father tells him to stop. He does for a minute, but then he blurts out, hey, how'd you get that scar? Mm-hmm. Zuko slams the hammer down on his thumb. Yeah. He says, you want to know how I got this scar? (laughs) And he tells the first of many different stories in the episode. (laughs) Then he slams the dad's head down on a pen. It's really gruesome. (laughs) It's fucking brutal. Where'd you even get a pen, Zuko? We don't have those in this world. (laughs) Ah, Don't worry about it. That's the magic trick. Uh, His father tells him to stop. And uh, he says that, hey, a man's past is his business. Mm-hmm. But good news, Brendan. This young man's past is about to be our business. Hey. 
I know how much you love this shit. Oh, I'm lapping it up, baby. This is exactly what I come here for. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to roll around in this like a cow pig and shit. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, we're taken to the first of many flashbacks in this episode. Mm -hmm. A woman dips her hand into a pond and feeds this adorable little turtle duck. Mm-hmm. Brendan, you gotta love the turtle ducks. I do ducks. like the turtle ducks. It's a turtle body with a duck's head sticking out of it. That you, you it can't be beat. Nope. <laughs> and I will say, this is a fan favorite animal on Avatar The Last Airbender. I believe it. It's also pretty vicious. It turns out to be. Mm -hmm. um, we pull back to view this beautiful garden in some large estate. And the woman feeding the turtle duck is Zuko's mother, mm -hmm. who we've heard nothing about nope. on the show to this point. Nope. She did not exist until this moment now. Never mentioned. You might have thought that they just came out of their dad's forehead like Zeus. <laughs> yep. But we learn otherwise. Uh, a younger Zuko is sitting beside his mother. Zuko is not voiced by Dante Basco. I didn't think he was. Which is interesting because we see other characters in this flashback that are the same voice actors, but like playing a little younger. Mm -hmm. I just he was already going as high as he could. It's just it's very strange. I I mean, you might be right. He might have been straining himself to the ultimate extreme. He maxed out the register already on Zuko's regular voice. It does make it a little weird, though, because Zuko's voice with this other like younger voice actor sounds wildly different. Hey, I looked something up, Brendan. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you a question. And okay. I don't think this is I don't think this is offensive. We'll find <laughs> out. Really good way to start. Yeah. A segment. <laughs> Does Zuko have a lisp? Uh, not that I'd ever noticed. Okay. But maybe. There's debate about this on the internet. Like Zuko, like child Zuko or Zuko? No, like Zuko Zuko. Oh, I don't know. I've never noticed. I think sometimes I do notice it and just kind of took that as part of his character. Now I'm going to have to listen for it. And if I do hear it, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> I really nothing. I, I do know what I will do. Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to freak out. I'm going to fucking lose it. <laughs> I'm going to take to Twitter. <laughs> uh, I'm actually really happy that the results of this turned out the way that they did, because I saw like a poll online that somebody ran with like many thousands of votes in it. Mm -hmm. Like, does Zuko have a lisp? Yes or no. And it was like 52% no, like 48% yes. Oh, wow. So yeah. people are extremely split on this. No, I'll, I'll have to listen for it. Uh, I've been told I have a lisp, though. So if if he does, maybe I just don't notice it. Mm. I've seen a little bit of you in Zuko, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm very... I, I would consider myself a Zuko. It's mostly the brooding. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. You're famously... <laughs> a very frustrated young man. So it just yep. makes sense. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm reading too much into this, but it just it. I guess all that is to say 
the young voice actor of Zuko sounds nothing like the older Zuko he will become. No, he does not. I was uh, totally fine with that, though. I'm like, we're going I mean, back. And, I, and you know what? I didn't even notice that nobody else's voice actors <laughs> were different. Yeah. I was like, no, that fits. That fits. But I think if I saw young Zuko with regular Zuko's voice, it would have been jarring. It would have been very strange. Yeah. But like Azula, I think, fits a small child. Yeah, that's fine. You just kind of pitch it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Not even really that much. No. Honestly, in some cases, not even at all. <laughs> um, young Zuko jokes that he's going to feed the turtle ducks like Azula does and hurls an entire fucking loaf of bread at this tiny little duck. <laughs> fucking got him. His mom's like, why would you do that? <laughs> Which I feel like when I was a young boy at this age, I did shit like that all the time and like don't know why I did. You just do things and you're like, yeah. I don't I don't know why I did that. Yeah, I just I felt it. <laughs> it came over me. <laughs> it felt right in that, the moment. That's a thing. The, the intrusive thoughts. That's it. He let the intrusive thoughts win. I let the devils in my head tell me what to do. <laughs> My Although I really feel like great. I really feel like the mom in this situation should have picked up on the thing he said right before he did it. Like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he he was trying to make some kind of point. Yeah. Although the way she does react in several other instances throughout her time in the episode, I think she's kind of on board with what Zuko's putting down here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we'll get into it. Um. The mother duck helps its baby up and then swims to Zuko and takes a big cartoony chomp right on his ankle. <laughs> it's really good. Fucked him up. Which is good, which is, you know, a duck might do that, but it's also funny because it's a turtle duck. So like a turtle would bite someone and just hang on like that. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Got to get that extra turtle element in there. <laughs> Snaps his toe right off. Somebody asked if this turtle duck was not turtley enough for the turtle duck club. <laughs> it would say otherwise. Good reference. I love it. I still like that movie. No, you don't. Yes. No. You well, the last time I saw it was <laughs> 2009, probably. I have watched that movie within the last six months. Really? Why? <sighs> it's not worth getting into. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it is. I don't know. Bonus episode. We'll find out. I'll fucking watch um, it for a bonus episode. Hell yeah. I, honestly, I, I, I might. <laughs> uh, Zuko's mom puts the duck back in the water and she's like, oh, that's what mothers do. And she has a cute little moment where she like pretends to bite at Zuko. Mm -hmm. And they kind of giggle about it. It's actually very sweet. Yeah, it is. And we cut to young Azula hanging out with May and Ty Lee, mm -hmm. who we now haven't seen since I think they were introduced on this show. No, several episodes ago. Yeah, so it's been a handful of time. Uh, Azula does a cartwheel and kind of stumbles, but Ty Lee does like a fucking quadruple backflip and <laughs> sticks the landing. Fucking wrecked. <laughs> In response, Azula just pushes her over. Yep. Makes sense. Azula seems like the type... If from a young age, she was already abusing, like, her closest friends. Yeah, stop having a better sandcastle than me. <laughs> she stops it. 
let's trade lunches. Oh, just kidding. I'm taking yours and keeping mine. <laughs> uh, May is sitting under a tree just kind of sulking, which is good. So even from a young mm-hmm. age, she was just kind of doing that thing. Yeah. Uh, Zuko walks in uh, and May blushes and Azula hatches a plan. Uh, she wants Zuko to play a game with the three of them. And he's like, I'm not cartwheeling. And Azula rightfully points out that cartwheeling is not a game. <laughs> I mean, it could be. Like, you just need to add rules. Yeah. Mm, Anything can be a game this. if there are rules. What are the rules of this podcast? Are we going to turn a game? Make well, this it's a not game? a game currently, but it could be. The only thing that makes a game is rules. That's all you need. And you have a game. There's no rules in life, but people say that life is a game. Well, there, are, there are many rules. Too many too many to get into. Not when you're living my lifestyle, baby. <laughs> now watch me pop the collar on my leather jacket. Ooh. That I'm definitely wearing. That thing rules. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, even at this young age... We can start to see Azula's, like, manipulating skills at work. Mm-hmm. She convinces their mother to force Zuko to play with them. So here's the game that she wanted to play, Brendan. Mm-hmm. She places an apple on May's head and shoots a fireball at it, but just lights the stem of mm-hmm. the apple on fire. Yeah, that seems like a fun game. Pretty cool game. And also, like, they're very young, so the fact that she didn't just fully blast her friend with fire right in the nose means yeah. that, like, she must be as good as people have made her out to be. Yes, she's a, a prodigy. We've been reminded of that repeatedly, and mm-hmm. this is, like, the earliest example that we're probably ever going to see. Yeah. Yeah, the little apple is on fire on May's head, and Zuko panics and dives at May knocking them both into the fountain uh, and Azula and Tylee laugh at them. Pretty cool game. Yeah, fun. Did they win? I'm not sure who won the game. Well, I think I think by the rules set forth, <laughs> Zuko won the game because the object of the game was to knock the apple off of May's head. And he, and he did, did he... that. So you know what? It was worth it for the glory. Mm -hmm. The glory of victory. You got to do what it takes to win. That's true. Zuko, in what may be the only instance in his life, came out on top (laughs) in a competition against his sister. Yeah. So small victories. You got to take them where you can. That's a really good point. You know what? This game was everything that Zuko has (laughs) held on to for many, many years. That's why he's still thinking about it. I beat her that one time. (laughs) <laughs> when we played that game, we that played really the fun Apple game. game. <laughs> I love that game. <laughs> I love the Apple game. If I ever see her again, I'll ask her to play it one more time, and I'll bet I'll get the better of her a second time. <laughs> he's maybe not thinking about that in this way right now. He storms off, and he's just like, girls are crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, in his defense, Azula is fucking crazy. This one girl is very, very crazy. <laughs> yeah. Their mother reads them a letter from... Uncle Iroh, Mm -hmm. who is out on the war front, and it cuts to this enormous wall with a large gash blasted in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. 
there's a Fire Nation camp set up near the wall, and we can see a slightly younger Iroh sitting at this table writing a letter. I didn't even consider that he looked any younger. His hair was less gray. Uh, that's what I thought it might be. Everything else about him exactly the same appearance-wise. <laughs> yeah. When I saw when I was watching the episode, I was just like, that's Iroh. That's just Iroh. He's just always been this way. <laughs> yeah. He was born an old man. And carried it with him till his final days. Um, now he's, you know, uh, maybe a little bit younger. The, another striking difference is that he's wearing like this very fine Fire Nation armor and he's surrounded by like many Fire Nation guards. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of the general Iroh that we've heard sparingly about throughout yes. like the course of this series. Mm-hmm. And we we know at this point where they are too, right? Or yeah. Just we, about to come up. We do know exactly where they are because yeah. not only have we heard about like this great master tactician, one of the greatest Fire Nation generals of all time, Iroh, mm-hmm. but we know the most famous thing about his military service Mm-hmm. Was his what six hundred day siege of Bossing Say? That's too long, far too long. Uh, but this is the moment. We are directly in that moment right now in this yeah. flashback sequence. And the way he writes about it seems very much unlike Iroh to me. Probably because this is before <laughs> the event, but. Uh, but like hearing the way he's talking about like, ah, oh, we're about to take the city and I'm so excited to take the city and everyone's going to come see it. It's going to be wonderful. It's really bizarre hearing him talk about this way. He's like, ah, I hope you all can come see the magnific- magnificence of the city. That is, if we don't burn it down first. And then yeah. he starts chuckling like kind of sinisterly. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, we'll find out <laughs> why he changes in this episode, but to hear it in the moment is is a little weird, honestly. He's talking the talk. He's like talking the Fire Nation talk yeah. that everyone else in his family has done to some degree to this point. But like the Iroh that we know now, and again, we'll figure it out, Yeah. but like the Iroh that we know now is not full sail like i am this guy in this family in this war yeah he's still he's still drinking the kool-aid in this flashback yeah he's very much like what we would expect from any other shithead fire nation general yeah Uh, i don't know maybe that was to be expected if he was a great war general for the fire nation like i don't know why it's surprising to me it just we've spent so much time with Kind Uncle Iroh that to see him be this vicious is uh, strange. That is exactly why, you know, we've spent so much time with another version of him. And then we get this and we're like, well, I don't know, Iroh. You're not you're not like the cute, cuddly figure that we want to be. Uh, It's weird. Uh, Iroh has sent gifts for them for Zuko. He gave him the Surrendering Earth Kingdom General's Dagger, mm-hmm. which has an inscription on it that says, Never give up without a fight. <laughs> yep. Yeah. She got from the guy who surrendered. Which he got from the guy who <laughs> gave up. 
Maybe he never actually looked at the dagger. He just bought it somewhere. <laughs> That's why he gave it to him. He's like, I, I don't need this shit. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't speak to me. You know what? Fuck this. <laughs> I've had a change of heart. You can take it. And take the whole city while you're at it. Uh, for Azula, he's given her a doll, which he writes is in the latest Earth Kingdom fashions. Mm-hmm. That's so very funny. Great gifts, Iro. Nice job. Yeah. Clearly, you can't relate to your niece at all by giving her this doll, which she fucking hates from the minute she sees it. Yep. And then also, you gave your young nephew a a knife. Uh, that actually kind of fits, I think, for like the the time period they're going for. I guess so. And like the type of family they are, that kind of that feels that tracks for me. He's this young, irresponsible young man. You're going to give him a weapon? Mm-hmm. I'll teach him responsibility. If he cuts his finger off, that'll be a very important lesson. Well, well, you shouldn't have been playing with this knife that I gave you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Azula goes on this rant, which is very weird for a person of her age or really any age. She's got to be like under 10 years old in these flashbacks. Sig- yeah, it's a for sure. And has... Some really brutal logic that she's going on here. Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, if Iroh doesn't survive, that means our dad will become the Fire Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Which was also news to me. This is a, this this is a pretty is, big this reveal. Is <laughs> this is a huge reveal for you, Brendan. To this point, we did not realize mm-hmm. that Ozai was not the natural heir first in line to the Fire Lord throne. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did know they were brothers at this point, though, right? We did, yes. Okay, so I guess it should have probably been a little bit more obvious considering Iroh seems older than Ozai. But there's so very little we know about Ozai yeah. to this point. And even still in this episode, the thing that they keep trying to do is obscure his face. Yeah, like the fucking... The, the lady from Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, pretty much exactly that. But yeah, this is that is a huge one. Uh, Ozai was not meant to be the Fire Lord. No. So it kind of recolors again. It's like every time it's like every time we learn something new about Iroh, it repaints Iroh entirely. Like He's, we look at yeah. him from a different angle every time i think to this point he's the most complicated or maybe not complicated that's not the right word he's he's got the most depth uh to his character so many different angles yeah so many layers so much going on for sure and this is just slap another one on there baby (laughs) might as well while we're at it not even the last one of this episode (laughs) zuko and uh their mother kind of like scold Azula for this and Zuko's like what if cousin Lu Ten wanted our dad to die mm-hmm. and Azula ignores all of this and says that their dad should be Fire Lord anyway and then she burns that little doll in her hand like yeah. a sicko in front of them she goes full girl boss mode on them <laughs> this is my fight song she says <laughs> Uh, flashback number one is over. We cut back to present day Zuko sleeping in the barn. Lee sneaks in and swipes his swords and 
Zuko is like discreetly watching this play out. He's not actually sleeping. Mm -hmm. And outside in this big field of sunflowers, Lee is practicing a stabbing. Yeah. (laughs) He does make very many link noises in this (laughs) sequence. Yeah. (laughs) That was pretty good, actually. (laughs) I've had a lot of practice. Uh, Zuko startles him, comes out here and teaches him how to properly wield the dual swords like they're two halves of the same weapon. (laughs) Now, (laughs) he's talking about him and Iroh here. No, 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 no. No, of course not. (laughs) This because this I don't think this particular line pays off in this episode, but I watched it twice. And the second time through, I was like, I feel like I see what they're doing here. But I'm not positive, and I may be giving it more credit than it deserves. Nothing that happens in the present day storyline of Zuko in this episode is alluding to the greater <laughs> storyline of Zuko. Mm-hmm. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't maybe exactly pick up on that, Brendan. But now that you've said it, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's fine. Or is it him and Aang? Oh, that could also, you know, that could also be could true. Could be both. Lee does a little maneuver with this, and Zuko smiles and nods like, yes, very well done. I've trained <laughs> you well, my soldier. Good, good. <laughs> now kill for me. <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> he does have the two swords, so he could do it. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking earth... Bending guy shows up with the hammers and Lee just cuts his fucking head off. <laughs> that would be so good. That would have been great. Uh, too bad. Um, the next morning, Zuko's about to leave the family, but sure enough, in rushes those earthbending thugs. They've come here for like a very nasty reason. Yeah. And as far as I know, they don't know that Zuko's here. So they no, would have done this so. anyway. They this was just on their agenda, like, hey, great, great news that we should go deliver to our good friends, the Lee family. Fuck these guys. Why haven't these guys been run out of town? Somebody's got to stand up to these fuckers. Um, They come here to tell them that Lee's older brother, his battalion was captured and they're just here to like mock the rest of the family about how this kid is probably dead yeah it's fucked up (laughs) that's that's terrible yeah why what do you get out of this they're not even here to like extort them for money no they just came here to tell them to make them feel bad just to make them sad and angry Mm -hmm. that how they get their kicks in this dusty old town i guess probably so it seems like it what are they gonna do gamble with each other some more (laughs) I, we've de- that's on the schedule for later in the day. <laughs> um, yeah, they're really kind of laying into them, and the father barks at these guys, and the lead earthbender starts to move on him, but Zuko steps between them, and they kind of stare each other down, but the earthbenders decide to ride off. They've, they've had their fun. Mm-hmm. There's another flashback. Someone delivers Zuko's mother a message, And tears roll down her face, and she has to tell her children that their cousin, Lu Ten, Iroh's only son, his only Mm -hmm. child, 
uh, did not survive the battle at Bossing Say. Oh no! Which we did already know about. This is like the other defining moment in mm-hmm. the Iro backstory: is the death of his own son. Did we know it was at Bossing Say though? Or we is this did not the reveal of that. Yeah, this is another thing that we did not know. This is like putting more context into mm-hmm. that earth-shattering event for Iroh that yeah. like defines his character again and like changes his whole outlook. It it is this this makes Iroh Iroh. Yeah, cuz now we know that like a lot of the a lot of the regret he carries is he feels responsible for it too. And there are some really great videos out there, Brendan, that you're so close to being able to watch. (laughs) You're so close. It's some really great AMVs. Just just some kick-ass Linkin Park songs. (laughs) Uncle Iroh crawling in my skin. (laughs) (laughs) You're right on the cusp of them. Uh, no, there I've I've definitely watched some stuff on this, and that is exactly what it is, is Iroh carries the guilt mm-hmm. of having led his only son into war, into this the siege of this great Earth Kingdom city. And we saw him earlier in the episode writing the letter to his niece and nephew in like a completely different headspace than we've ever seen him at. Mm-hmm. Being like this earth or this this fire nation um, symbol, like this big military figure, like this symbol of the the might of the fire nation and like the ruthlessness of it and kind of being bought into that. Yep. And now we see like what that has cost him. Yeah. And I think the way Azula talks about it in this scene, too, is pretty apt. Yeah. Where she's like, he, he fell apart. It's like, yeah, his mm. whole fucking world came crumbling down with that Correct. wall. Correct. Yes. <laughs> everything. He he lost everything he had. Yeah. For what? Yep. But she also kind of makes it sound like they didn't actually lose the siege. He just, he had nothing to fight for anymore and left. Uh, Brendan, yeah, I mean... You're right about that. We're not quite at we're not oh, quite we're not at the yet? scene of her oh, talking about this, my but bad. I mean it's 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 okay though. You're you are definitely on the right track. Um we cut back to Lee's family grieving <laughs> uh their own loss, seeming loss here. Sensu. Sensu is his name. Mm-hmm. Like the bean. It's, there's very little difference between the two. <laughs> I've always say I, <laughs> I the only reason Lee's, I remember that name. <laughs> I pop Lee's brother in my mouth and I'm full of energy. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that any further. <laughs> Thank God. Um, <laughs> uh, his father's going to go to the front to find his son, which like, I don't know. Good luck. That's not going to work. Yeah, that seems like a terrible plan. I'm not going to tell you no, but, like, you probably shouldn't. After you started shit with those guys, is that really the the wisest thing? Yeah, those guys will make sure your life is hell. You'll probably be dead before you even get there. Yeah. Um, Lee asks Zuko if he's going to stay, but Zuko says that he can't. But he does have a gift for Lee, and he hands him that same knife that Iroh had gifted him. So, again, we're still just handing out knives to little boys. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 
Free knives be, for every little boy. Must be great to be a little boy in this world. You get a dangerous <laughs> weapon. Fuck yeah. That everyone will wield very responsibly. It's a very nice knife. It's a fine knife. Mm-hmm. Per, did they call it pearl or pearlescent? Something about pearl. Sharp. <laughs> yep. I think they called it sharp. Which is what you want out of a knife. Yeah, it's the best thing a knife can be. <laughs> Zuko tells Lee to read the inscription on the <laughs> knife, which he reads and he says, Made in Earth Kingdom. Why would they even put that on it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's not even like a maker's mark. It's just like a generic, like, That's it's a, a mass-produced knife. It's a good bit, though, for this modern audience watching this show. <laughs> it is pretty good. It is funny to think that, yeah, like all those things are mass-produced in some sort of warehouse somewhere. <laughs> uh, Pretty silly. Zuko's like, no, obviously I didn't mean that inscription, you dolt. <laughs> and the kid's like, look, I can barely read as it is. I struggled to choke that out. He flips it over. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't know what the, you got to read Got to me. I don't know what these squiggles are. This is nothing. Put some drawings on there. It says, drink more Ovaltine. <laughs> now that is a message I can get behind. <laughs> uh, no, Lee reads the inscription, never give up without a fight, and Zuko immediately takes off. See you later. Mm-hmm. You're on your own. Good luck. Um, young Zuko is practicing his stabbing. <laughs> yep. Aha! <laughs> not as good as the first one it's fine no no that's all right i'll pick it back up again (laughs) one time one time i did the perfect crusty the clown like grunt and my sister said to me that was you sounded exactly like crusty the clown you will never be able to reproduce that noise (laughs) wow and like I haven't been a- I haven't been able to, and it's true. I haven't been. Well, a- I've tried to do it. She she seeded that doubt. Shall she we saw that again? she saw that well and threw poison right in it. Shall we try again? Right let's, now on the let's air. Let's try it. I don't think I know Krusty well enough to know the grunt, but I might. Uh, that was really good. <laughs> that's close, but still, it was pitch perfect when I did it that one time. <laughs> I don't think I'll, that was the highest high that I will ever feel in my life. <laughs> I think that was really good. And I think if you keep at it, you can get there. And I can be the new Crusty. Because those be. voice actors are aging out of their roles. And they don't, they really don't fucking want to be doing it anymore. They would love to be able to stop. Somebody, <laughs> Someone please, please free me. <laughs> let me rest. <laughs> I've got you covered. Hey, hey. That was terrible. <laughs> uh, here's the scene, Brendan. Uh, Azula says that their uncle is coming home, and she does call him a quitter and a loser Mm -hmm. for falling apart when his son died, and says that because of that, they gave up the battle, and Iroh is just coming home crying. Mm -hmm. So this is, yeah, exactly what you were just talking about, her, like, characterizing Iroh as being weak because his son died, but he, sh- he should have finished the mission. And it, she's almost implying that it should have given him more fuel to finish the job. And I hate to say it, but I kind of agree with her at this point. Like, I mean, you've gone this far. You've given up so much for it to quit now. Doesn't that feel a bit like 
it was all for nothing. But this is maybe the two sides of that coin in their family mm-hmm. is like they uh, Azula, Ozai, all of them very much willing to sacrifice, not even sacrifice, willing to give up mm-hmm. like anything in their lives for the advancement of like this one particular thing that they're working on, mm-hmm. which speaks even louder to like the fatherhood and like the fucking manliness of Iroh to be like this great father. Yep. Um, just great human being in general mm-hmm. where like everything he had was his son. So like to lose that, it wasn't like, I'm going to make up for this. It was like, what is that? What is there for me to make up? I have nothing now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think, with how often we see this kind of thing in media approaching it from this angle as i think more rare like normally in media it would be oh now i have to finish the job and then he would be treated as a hero for the rest of his life but he would regret it and it would be hate to hear it yeah uh so like as much as i think like typically i would expect him to push on i think it is a bit more interesting to to get this side of like this pretty typical situation for shows like this. Um, Cause normally they wouldn't do it. So if at the very least it's more interesting, but I still am kind of like a little on a little on her side for this one. I understand. I understand exactly what you're trying to say. Like, what was it? What was it all for? Mm-hmm. Um, But at the same time, yeah, I mean, I know, I know, you know exactly what I'm saying and even yes, what, in what you absolutely. just described, like, it is like a, a tremendous high ground that Iroh is able to take by like mm-hmm. not going on this path of revenge for his son. Like it speaks enormously to like yes. his his character and his fatherly nature and love for his family to yep. like this this ended this effectively ended his life. Like mm-hmm. this ended th- that version of Iroh that we were horrified to even see at like yep, the start yep. of this episode. Like had that, he gone that path, he would be he wouldn't be able to be the character that we know. They just wouldn't work yep. with that history. One hundred percent. So like he chose a different road and like is yeah, now like atoning for that in in a different way. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Iroh's really good. Iroh's really good, yeah. Iroh's good. The legend of Iroh. We're living it, baby. (laughs) Iroh, the last (laughs) T-bender. The last uh, bong ripper, some would say. (laughs) Um, Their mother comes in and says that their father has requested an audience with Fire Lord Azulon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just kind of the first time we ever even get to know about this guy. Mm-hmm. Kind of a minor player in the events of Avatar The Last Airbender, Fire Lord Azulon. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if this is the only time we ever hear about him, is pretty, this episode. Pretty sure that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> um, Azula's like, that withered skeleton, somebody should stomp his goofy ass. <laughs> 
And her mother is like, you better keep that shit in check, young lady. You say that in front of him, see what happens. This is the fire lord we're talking about. I can't (laughs) protect you at that point. He will fuck you up and nobody can do anything about it. You can kick your little flames around all you want, but this guy will take (laughs) you down. That would have been, oh, that would have been interesting to see. Azula challenges Azulon. That, (laughs) I I mean, (laughs) I do like the prospects of a little girl fighting against a elderly man on death's door. (laughs) I do like that idea a lot, especially when you consider they're related. You know what, Brendan? This is a good alternate universe that Mm -hmm. we've created. Yep. For when they reboot the show. And need to take it in a crazy new direction. The live action remake, I think. Oh, exactly no. Oh, no. They might do that. <laughs> and think about how shitty that entire fight is going to look. I don't trust them not to do that. I know. I don't trust them not to do many horrible oh. things that I can't. I don't want to. Now I'm talk thinking of this right entire now. episode done in a live action and how badly all They're of gonna it can do it. go. They're going to do it. They're going to They're gonna show the things that they shouldn't show. <laughs> mm hmm. Nothing will be implied. Everything will be laid out. Luten dying in his father's arms. <laughs> yep. Oh, fuck. That's going to well, suck. The thing so that bad. happens later will be perfectly clear what happened. Mm-hmm. Let's <laughs> spell it out in perfect detail. <laughs> oh, it's going to suck. Um, Azula runs out of the room and her mother says, what is wrong with that child? That kid is fucking insane. That girl ain't right, she says. (laughs) Yeah, basically. So this is that indication we were talking about earlier where, like, she knows that Mm -hmm. her daughter's psychotic. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Suddenly, we're in the Fire Lord's chambers, the same room that we saw uh, when Zuko was speaking out during the war meeting that ultimately got him banished. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the family is kneeling before this great wall of flame, and sitting in th- the throne is the elderly Fire Lord Azulon. Yep. You laugh every time I say the name. Is it because it's so ham-fisted that <laughs> yes. they even have to make a point in the episode of being like, you are named you for are your named grandfather. For like, yeah. Wow. Really? <laughs> Thank you for telling us. We never would have figured that out. <laughs> and also just the implications of her being named after him. Like, like this was always the plan. We we knew what we were doing. <laughs> it's a little bit silly. Fucking Ozai had the script the entire time. <laughs> I've seen the future. Skip the boy. The boy's name could be anything. <laughs> it does, he does not matter. Doesn't it? <laughs> this, this is not important. One way or another, I'm getting rid of him. <laughs> uh, Ozai is here again, Brendan. I'll remind you, voiced by the great Mark Hamill. Yep. Is it coming through to you a little bit more in this episode? Not really. I had forgotten, though, so I wasn't listening for it. He speaks much more than we've ever had a chance for him to do in the past, and you can tell this, got is, a this is our man. Great goatee. He's got a great goatee. Uh, it's just, uh, I don't know, Brendan. <laughs> it's very funny to me how hard they try to hide Ozai's face at all times. I think I think they show enough of it in a, in a number of different scenes in this episode that if you cut them all up... 
like a fucking like the Truman show. Mm-hmm. You can piece them all together to make his whole face. And this is the thing. That, I mean, spoilers for you, I guess. But like, you know what he looks like by now. And it's not even like anything amazing. Like, why are we even hiding it? It's not. Is it, the the only reason I could see them doing this for this long, like being so committed to it, is so that at some point he can show up to the gang wearing like a hood and nobody will know who he is, including the audience, because we haven't seen his full face. Mm-hmm. And he can talk to them and try to get them to like go away or whatever. And they're like, well, maybe we should quit, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, yes, good. And he like rips off the hood. I am the fire lord. <laughs> I, I, I got him you the whole time. I got you good, you fuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is my favorite episode of this show, by the way, when he does exactly what you just described. He basically does like a uh, Snow White uh, evil queen kind of thing. Yeah, that's the only reason I could see to keep it going this long. Like season one, he's so far away and distant. Mm -hmm. We don't have any reason to know him. This is this is Zuko's memory. Yeah. Or maybe the implication is that Zuko can't look his father in the face. Oh, that's possible too, yeah. And that's why we never see it, yeah. To even think about it would bring, it would be too traumatic for him. Mm -hmm. Because I think we've only ever seen it in flashbacks of Zuko's. This is true. So, you know what? Or stories, we did see it in Iroh's stories to like the other crew members on his ship. Okay, he wasn't telling the story to Zuko? No, he was telling it to uh, the other guys below deck. Okay, yeah, Um, so never mind. That theory goes out. Oh, nice, nice try. Anyway, <laughs> I was trying to throw the the showrunners here a bone. No, they won't get a single bone from us. <laughs> it is extremely funny. They're trying to hide his face, but we've seen so much of it now. And Brendan, like, there are there are no surprises waiting for you at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> no, like he doesn't uh, have a big scar like Zuko. There's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> we'll talk about it later when we actually do get to finally see the full view. It's, it, it will happen, I promise. Don't worry about it. It will be underwhelming. And you won't care at all. You'll go, yeah, I already knew that. Mm-hmm. He looks like a man. <laughs> he looks like the guy that I've seen a million times. <laughs> um, He's here. He's quizzing the children on Fire Nation history, which like Zuko, Zuko struggling on, but Azula knows like all of it perfectly. Yeah, she's very good at it. Extremely good at it. Um, Ozai is just delighted by this too. And he has her show off her fire bending moves to her grandfather. And she's just shooting like these large spouts of flame all around her, which clearly is very impressive for her young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Ozai crack a little smile on his obscured face. Who knows what the rest of his face is doing? <laughs> Probably he's just like doing excited. that eyebrow dance thing where he's like wiggling <laughs> them like the worm. <laughs> His big green pupils (laughs) shudder at the sight of this. Uh, She caps off her performance with this big, high, fiery kick right over the Fire Lord's throne. Vaguely threatening. I know. Take that, old man. Next time I won't miss. (laughs) I don't miss twice. (laughs) Count your blessings. (laughs) She sits back down and she whispers to Zuko, you'll never catch up. Mm-hmm. Eat shit, nerd, she says. <laughs> I'm dad's favorite. <laughs> You're nothing. You'll never be anything. You should go kill yourself right now. <laughs> uh, 
Zuko immediately shoots up and he wants to show off his moves mm-hmm. and Ozai's smile sinks into a big frown. <laughs> Not again. And Zuko starts doing an interpretive dance. <laughs> he, d- he basically does the Squidward talent show dance. <laughs> yeah. And then Azula sticks one hand out from behind a curtain and Ozai starts clapping wildly. <laughs> um, Zuko attempts most of the same kinds of moves, but these like pathetic little tiny fireballs are barely spurting out from his fists. <laughs> Not working so good. Fire Lord Azulon just uh, looks so annoyed to even be in this situation. Yeah. These fucking grandkids of mine. My seed is so weak. <laughs> Thank God I have Iroh. This bloodline is fucked. <laughs> Maybe all that inbreeding was a bad idea. <laughs> Stop, damn it. I knew we should have ventured out. Well, too late. <laughs> I love my cousin so much. <laughs> um, Zuko takes a little tumble, but he's going to give it one last shot. He winds up and takes a big kick towards the throne, but kind of produces like this little tiny flame and then falls flat on his little butt. Oh, he blew it. Uh, And then we do get what is like the most ham fisted line of the entire episode. Mm -hmm. His mother rushes to him and Zuko's like, I failed. And she says, no, Zuko, I loved it. That's who you are. Someone who keeps fighting, even though it's hard. (laughs) It's like, lady, he's eight. (laughs) Never give up without a fight, Zuko. This kid is so young. You're telling him, yeah, Zuko, you really suck, but keep working at it, huh? (laughs) Yeah, Zuko, that is who you are. A fucking failure. A loser. (laughs) Just like your uncle. (laughs) (laughs) Just like your pathetic uncle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she really <laughs> pumps his tires on this one. <laughs> um, Fire Lord Azulon, he's seen enough, and he just wants Ozai to like spit it out. Why? Why are we even here? Yeah, what are we doing? What is this? I've got things to do. <laughs> Probably not. I'm very old. <laughs> I have to sit around and think about old people things. Sit in this fire and try not to sweat. <laughs> Uh, everybody else leaves, but Azula and Zuko hide behind a curtain to listen to their conversation. Father, you must have realized, as I have, that with Lu Ten gone, Iroh's bloodline has ended. After his son's death, my brother abandoned the siege at Ba Sing Se, and who knows when he will return home. But I am here, Father, and my children are alive. Say what it is you want. Father, revoke Iroh's birthright. I am your humble servant, here to serve you and our nation. Use me. You dare suggest I betray Iroh, my firstborn? Directly after the demise of his only beloved son? I think Iroh has suffered enough. But you? Your punishment has scarcely begun. The flames around his throne swell high and Zuko can't take it and he runs away. But Azula stays behind to watch the rest of it. Yeah, with a big grin on. She loves watching this. She eats it up. Yeah, get him, dad. (laughs) Drama. 
get his old ass dad. <laughs> Not surprising uh, to see like this f- tradition in this family of just constantly stabbing each other in the back. Yeah, it's fucking brutal. The tradition that stays strong to this day. Mm-hmm. But here we are. Yeah. Ozai kind of spelling it out. And and again, like this is the first episode we even knew where Ozai was was not meant to be the Fire Lord, but very specifically said to the Fire Lord, like, hey, I'm the guy. Look, I got kids right here. They're going to be fine. Yep. I actually thought his argument of I'm right here was a pretty fucking weak one. Mm-hmm. Because like, yeah, why? Like, can't you be out? You know, fighting the war. What are you doing like, here? <laughs> yeah. Like your brother, who is like one of the best people that we've ever had doing yeah. this job. <laughs> what do you do exactly? That's the, I'm here. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> go, 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 help. Help us. <laughs> you could be pulling in, you know, a little bit of land for us or something. Yeah. Instead, I... you're here raising your two shitty kids. <laughs> Your, your pussy son and your psychopath daughter. You want me to make you the Fire Lord? What are you, out of your mind? Fuck off. Did you just see what your son did kicking that fire at me? You, you want him like to be shit. next in line? Yeah. No, I can't put you in charge knowing that's what's waiting down the line. Our country's fucked. Oh, man. <laughs> We'd be the laughing stock of all the nations. Can't have that. No, you got to stay strong. And Zuko right now, he's not strong. No. His mother, she coddles him. That's true. You know, always hanging out with him and the turtle ducks. Yeah. (laughs) Zuko's got to learn to be more like the mama turtle duck and bite some ankles. Yeah. Literally. (laughs) Um, Later on, Azula charges into Zuko's room and in this like sing song way, she says, Dad's going to kill you. <laughs> it's my favorite nursery rhyme. Yeah. I used to sing that all the time. Zuko laughs it off, but she's being serious. She says that their grandfather told Ozai that he must know the pain of losing a son by sacrificing his own. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, we don't know. We don't know what the conversation was. No, we don't. Um, We don't. That's the thing. And we'll even talk about that in a second. But like, yeah, (laughs) the narrator, not necessarily reliable. No, absolutely not. But the later events in this episode kind of open many, many questions. Yep. Um, Yeah. Zuko does not believe this. Uh. And Azula continues needling him until their mother walks in and drags Azula out of the room by the arm. Uh, Zuko lies down in his bed and just repeats to himself, Azula always lies. Azula Mm -hmm. always lies. Yep. Azula always lies, Brandon. I've heard that. It remains true to this day. And in fact, we know this because it cuts to present day Zuko laying down in a field somewhere and saying to himself, Azula always lies. Mm-hmm. He's so been like, repeating it for years. Does he just do this every day? Yeah, but then he fell for her lie so quickly. 
very easily. Like last time they met. He has to, in the off season when he's not with her, like try to train himself up, and, but it never sticks. <laughs> no, he wants to trust her. She's flesh and blood, and that is number one thing. Because again, this family, the most trustworthy family. The only thing our family has is each other. Well, they, uh, he might want to rethink that strategy. Um, rushing into the scene is Lee's mother, and she says that those earthbenders came back and demanded some food from them, but Lee pulled a knife on them. Yeah. Said, I'll fucking cut you. <laughs> She's like, I don't even know where he got a knife. Well, pay more attention to your kid, lady. <laughs> Zuko's like, yeah, me neither. That's oh, crazy. Maybe he stole it when he was throwing eggs at the guards. That's you true. What, you don't know what your son gets up to, lady. <laughs> this is hmm, bad kid or bad mother. <laughs> Have you tried talking to him once in a while? <laughs> I know more about this kid than you do, and I've only spent one day with him. <laughs> I got to, yeah, call CPS on <laughs> on the farm. Um, they told her that uh, if he's old enough to fight, he's old enough to join the army, and they took him away. Mm -hmm. And she begs Zuko for help, and he doesn't skip a beat and says, yes, I'll help you get your son back. Yeah. Thank you, Zuko, the hero of everybody's story. <laughs> but not because I feel responsible. No, no, I didn't do shit. That knife could have come from anywhere. <laughs> is the property of Zuko on it? Who is Zuko? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. Stop, stop asking questions. I'm not going to help anymore. I give up. <laughs> You're on your own. Um, Zuko rides into town. Lee is tied up to like a wooden post in town. Why? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Why is he? Why do they have especially because they like thought this? they thought Zuko had already left? Like I think the implication yeah. is that they were trying to lure him in, but like he's gone. They knew he left. And what do they get out of this? Like they just get to beat up some fucking chump that came into town? Yeah, I guess so. What is is that the satisfaction of it? I don't understand. <laughs> These guys probably uh, don't even know. They didn't think the plan through all the way. Let's tie this kid up and see where it goes. You know, and yeah, anything's possible. Um, the whole scene is bathed in this burnt orange and there's like heat waves rippling on everything. It's again, extremely Wild West showdown vibes. Mm -hmm. Good I'm stuff. I'm surprised it doesn't do the woo. -woo. <laughs> Zuko goes, wop, wop, wop. <laughs> Somebody's blowing a tumbleweed through. I would like that. But there's lot. like no wind, so they're like chasing it and blowing on it. Pushing it with a stick. <laughs> yeah. Um, Zuko tells the earthbenders to let Lee go, and the lead guy kind of laughs in his face, and he's like, who do you think you are? Ooh. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe. Unlikely, though. He's been doing such a good job not telling people who he is. You're not privileged to know that information. I'm <laughs> incognito. Forever? We'll find out. <laughs> um, Zuko says it doesn't matter who he is, but he knows exactly who these guys are. He says, you're not soldiers. You're bullies. <laughs> you're a fucking bully, man. You're not soldiers. You're big dummies. <laughs> you're st stinky butts. Ooh. 
he uh, says they are abusing their power over women and children, and he just says that they're sick cowards messing with a family who's already lost one son to the war. Mm-hmm. For what reason? God knows why. Nope. It's never explained. <laughs> like an earthbender would want just to get their rocks off. Oh. <laughs> uh, they start the fight. The first earthbender approaches and Zuko unsheathes his sword, just knocking him back with the pommel of his sword. Pretty good stuff. Yeah. Classic move. Love it. The next guy runs in with a spear. Zuko avoids it and then pushes this guy's face like straight into the dirt. Yeah. Got him. Guy number three runs in, and then Zuko kicks his spear in half, just scaring the daylights out of him, and he runs away. He fucking takes off. <laughs> I've you, seen enough. You know what? Never mind. I'm all set. I don't think I'm needed here. <laughs> no. I just realized I don't even know why I'm doing this. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> hey, Nick and Brenda were making good points that there doesn't seem like we're going to get a lot out of this fight. And then the lead guy's like, who are Nick and Brenda? <laughs> don't worry about it. Goodbye. Uh, all that's left is that lead earthbender guy. He pulls out these two huge hammers and Zuko readies his swords and the earthbender starts pounding the earth and just slinging these huge rocks at Zuko. Yeah. Why does he need the hammers for this? I don't really know. I'm not against it. I but mean, it just seems like he's doing he's doing a lot more effort than he needs to. Is it? making the attacks a little bit more powerful, perhaps? I don't know. Well, I don't know, because Zuko pretty easily dispatches most of them with swords. Yeah, but like, not The guy's throwing rocks at him, and he's cutting these rocks with swords. Let's think about Aang here for a second. Aang can blow air with just his hands, mm -hmm. but he does on occasion use his staff to do some pretty cool airbending moves he might not be otherwise able to do i guess that's true but we've seen earthbenders throw bigger rocks without tools yeah you know i don't know maybe this guy didn't really go through all the proper earthbending training he's not very good at it yeah no he needs a little extra oomph from these things mm -hmm. could be i just think it's weird it's a little strange. It's a little strange knowing what we know other people in this world can do. But no two people are the same, Brendan. You know, every snowflake is unique. That's true. And this guy is a fucking snowflake if I've ever seen one. <laughs> um, Yeah, he's hurling these big rocks at Zuko and he's trying to knock them away as best he can. But he does take a few blows. Uh, the townsfolk have gathered to watch this fight. There's an old guy who yells, give him a lift. Yeah. This old lady's like, they're not boxing. And he says, he's got a left sword, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got a point. It's a very corny line, but I love it. <laughs> Can't argue with that logic. She says, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have questioned you. I'm <laughs> yes, so glad dear. we live in this yes, town together. <laughs> Let's go home and make passionate love. <laughs> I finally feel something for you after many years of a dormant <laughs> life. This was what they needed. We can at least credit Zuko with reigniting the spark in this relationship. Yeah. Um, Zuko tries to advance, but his swords cannot keep up with this rock barrage. And he gets knocked around and the earthbender lets out one big mighty blow, sending Zuko reeling backwards and he slams his head on the ground. Mm -hmm. 
and he's dead. That's it. <laughs> yep. We see his last moments. He never recovers from this. His head gets impaled on another rock that was on the ground. Yeah, fun fan theory. The whole rest of the show is Zuko in a coma. That's really fun. Yeah, wouldn't that be crazy? That would be, like, so totally random. Yeah. <laughs> I would say hashtag so random. <laughs> but that would be, like, really crazy for me. To, it would even be so random for me to say that. Yeah, so. yeah. I can't go down that road. Can't even. I literally can't even, Brendan. <laughs> uh, I hate myself for saying all that. <laughs> um, immediately, it jumps into another flashback, and young Zuko is shaken awake by his mother, and she seems pretty desperate in this situation. Mm-hmm. Mom? Zuko, please, my love, listen to me. Everything I've done, I've done to protect you. Remember this, Zuko. No matter how things may seem to change, never forget who you are. And just like that, she puts on her hooded cloak and walks out of the room just as we saw in Zuko's vision at the top of the episode. Whoa, she's just like that steak lady. She's exactly the same as the steak lady. She was the steak lady the whole time. The steak lady was the friends we made along the way. Every steak I eat, it's all for you, Zuko. Every steak I eat. <laughs> it's Every beautiful. chunk of meat. <laughs> I'll be chewing steak. Doesn't really work. Well, it's pretty good. We'll workshop it. <laughs> no, no, we got it good on, in the first try. <laughs> got it in one. Got it in one. New single coming out soon. Check your feeds. <laughs> um, present day Zuko is still in the dirt as the Earthbender makes his advance. And the scene is pretty tense. But suddenly, Zuko roars to life in a big circling spin move. He kicks this massive wall of flames all around him. Mm-hmm. Blasting that earthbender away. Yeah, fucked him up. This is what I'm capable of. Fuck you, I say. <laughs> Zuko stands up, just wreathed in flames as the Fire Nation theme kicks in heavy behind Hell him. Hell yeah. Fire Nation's cool now. Fire Nation, we, yeah, we forgive all of the terrible, <laughs> terrible things they've done just in this one episode. Yeah. Forget about it. We like that they're good now. Um, Lee's eyes are like so wide watching Zuko in this state. And the townsfolk are not sure what's happening here either. But Zuko's game is like completely up. He rushes in, swinging his swords at the Earthbender, sending these massive fireballs that blast him away into the side of a building. Yeah, wrecked him. Should have done that earlier. So, Brendan, maybe his weapons do have a little bit of extra bending oomph that they can apply. I don't know. I think that's just the red hot burning rage that he's filled with right now. Yeah, but, you know, you swing a little sword, you get an extra little flame. Everybody knows this. You throw it in a crescent shape when you're full health. And then uh, you play a song and a chicken flies you where you need to go. Yeah. Zuko's got it figured out. <laughs> who, who are you? 
My name is Zuko, son of Ursa and Fire Lord Ozai, Prince of the Fire Nation and heir to the throne. Oh, that's, I knew I recognized that guy. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, uh, nobody. I mean, um, I mean, uh, my name is John. <laughs> Gotta go by. <laughs> you didn't hear it from me. It just burns everybody in the town. <laughs> well, the way if that is how it went, he's, ah, shit. <laughs> he kills everyone. That's privileged information, so I'm sorry. We'll, we'll try again next time. <laughs> <laughs> not a, not again. <laughs> Zuko, you have to stop doing this. The camera pans out from the countryside and there's like 50 burned towns. a trail towns. of flaming villages. Blackened buildings all over the countryside. <laughs> I gotta stop showing up in towns. <laughs> um, This town immediately turns on him. Yeah. The same old man from before, he's like, you're not a prince, you're an outcast. They've heard yeah. about him. The legend of Zuko is strong, and it's not a good one. Mm-mm. Zuko grabs the dagger from the earthbender. He walks to deliver it to Lee, but his mother stands in front of him, shielding him from this nasty firebender that they're yeah. staring down now. <laughs> How quickly they turned on him. Yeah. Before, I mean, I really appreciate the work you tried to do on the roof. <laughs> That's why you did such a bad job on the roof. You were sabotaging us. Yeah, it's clicking. Yeah, exactly. He did it on purpose. No earthbender's going to have a good roof in my <laughs> ideal world. Um, Zuko wants Lee to have the dagger, but Lee says, no, I hate you. And yeah. they walk away. He says it. I hate you. I, I hate you. Yeah. You suck. <laughs> so this is what we're looking at here, Brendan. Uh, Zuko's mother hugged him for like seemingly the last time ever mm -hmm. and begged him to never forget who you are is what she said. Yep. So like <laughs> this whole sequence, who is Zuko, I guess, is the question we have to ask. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like this kind of undercut that a bit. Mm -hmm. The way he identifies himself as the heir to the throne. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like he didn't. I feel like he didn't get the moral the episode was trying to get across. Clearly not. He what what he has done here is portrayed himself as the person that he thinks he should be. Yeah. Yep. I guess that's true. And this person he thinks that he should be is this person who is universally hated by the entire world. That's kind of sad, actually. Hated by his entire even like remaining family members, except for the one guy that mm -hmm. he kicked out of his life like some weeks <laughs> ago. Yeah, that's actually pretty tragic. It's really terrible to think about. He's like, oh, yeah, remember who you are. Well, this this must be the most important thing. So I'm going to hold on to this as strongly as I can. And then everybody hates him for having like that belief like that is. Mm -hmm. It is the tragedy of Zuko. Oh, poor guy. Pretty terrible stuff. He's just a little guy. <laughs> He's just a, a sweet little guy <laughs> trying to get by as best he can. Leave him alone. Young Zuko wakes up and frantically is searching for his mother. Uh, he finds Azula playing with his dagger, and she says that nobody can find their mother, but more importantly, 
last night Fire Lord Azulon passed away. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, it's, it's definitely intentional, but I'm very confused about what happened. <laughs> it is intentional, Brendan. Uh, like, I feel like, because maybe they'll explain it at some point in the future. So I'm going to lay out my possibilities here. Uh, his mother, whose name I think we just learned was Ursa. Ursa. Uh, she killed the Fire Lord so that uh, Ozai could claim the throne before Iroh returned. Mm-hmm. I think that's one possibility, and she had to die because of that. Or she let Ozai kill her so that he wouldn't kill Zuko because maybe that was true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Fire Lord just happened to die right then after that happened. And I guess he agreed to let Ozai be the Fire Lord. Like, oh, you're willing to kill your wife. Fuck. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's fine. That's hardcore. <laughs> yeah, you can have it. So I don't know. I'm confused. Um, this is what I'll say to you, Brendan. Uh, it is left intentionally vague. <laughs> um, and there is an answer to this. I was hoping there would be. But it's not in the show. What? It is in supplemental material Fucking in bullshit. Avatar The Last Airbender lore. Well, then I'm just going to have to read about it on a wiki somewhere at some point. That's what you're going to have to do, but don't do it yet. I won't yet. Nope. But there is um, there is some answers as to what happened here, which I wish there hadn't been. I kind of wish they had – if they weren't going to do it in the show, I wish they would have just never I, done it at I all. I was hoping they would do it in the show. And it doesn't even have to be right away. It could be like end game kind of shit. Like mm-hmm. put it at the end. Let us really know what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I at least hope that the show will tell us what Zuko thinks happened. Mm-hmm. But I'm not confident at this point that they will. I don't mean to spoil for you something that isn't going to happen on the show. <laughs> That's okay. My bad, my bad. I would have been waiting for it the whole time. You're just constantly praying for something that's not going to happen. At mm-hmm. least you can have a little bit of respite from I that. I can start healing now. <laughs> yeah. Get yourself prepared for something, again, that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, Zuko runs outside and Ozai is standing with his back to Zuko overlooking that same turtle duck pond from earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Zuko says, where is she? But Ozai doesn't turn or react to this at all. Mm-mm. And Zuko just hangs his little head. Um, so I guess, yeah, these are... These are the questions that we're left with is like, what did his mother know and what did his mother do? I feel like what they want us to think is that uh, Ozai killed her. Mm -hmm. I think that's to me what it feels like they're trying to imply. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not even like a heavy implication. So I'm not sure. All we really know is like what becomes of Ozai in literally the next scene <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then also we know yeah that that whole bit about azulon potentially uh, if from the mouth of azula so like anything yeah it's it's taken with the largest grain of salt possible mm-hmm. but yeah they they really set it up so you don't want to think that's what happened 
Which I think is they, clever because then that's the I think that's the only reason I'm like, I don't know what happened here. Exactly. It's because they're like, well, don't believe Azula's lies. Azula like, always lies. They've told us that repeatedly <laughs> yeah. throughout this episode. So it's it's left for us to kind of wonder mm-hmm. exactly what the reality is. And again, I wish they didn't answer this in supplemental material of the show. <laughs> I kind of wish they just left it at this. But they didn't. Nope. It's fine. Even then, I'm not 100% sure because I haven't read what it's in. Mm-hmm. Is it in like a Zuko book? There's a whole thing. We'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> the very next scene is Fire Lord Azulon's funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a massive delegation of these banner holders standing before the steps of a fire temple where Zuko's family is dressed in white, uh, standing beside this funeral pyre. Uh, Iroh is not there. Nope. Notably. Mm-hmm. Um, a fire sage delivers a eulogy for Azulon and lists his family members. He says his wife and uh, Zuko's grandmother now passed. Mm-hmm. His grandchild, Lu Ten, also now passed. And then uh, they burn the pyre. And this is a combo funeral and also coronation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sage holds this fiery shaped crown high and he says, as was his dying wish, he is now succeeded by his second son. And he places the crown onto an obscured face. <laughs> Who is it? Who like, could it be? <laughs> I, I really want to know what this guy looks like. He loudly proclaims, hail fire Lord Ozai. Mm hmm. The entire crowd deeply bows before their new fire lord. And Zuko looks on kind of in terror at the scene. And Azula has this big devilish smile on her face, having gotten exactly what she was asking for through the entire episode. Yeah. It's pretty scary stuff, if you did really she, think about did it. Did she fucking mastermind the whole thing? She seems like she was in on it somehow. Yeah, like all of it happened because of her. She she killed uh, Azulon mm-hmm. and uh, their mother uh, and pretended to be the last one in the room when Azulon passed so that she could deliver his dying wish. I think you've got it figured out, Brendan. <laughs> this little, very small, very young girl. <laughs> Delightfully devilish, Azula. <laughs> regicide and at this time of day at this time of year <laughs> localized entirely within this small temple that we live in <laughs> may i see it no um the final scene uh present day zuko mounts his ostrich horse and walks out of town and the locals surrounding him on either side give him just these stern sour looks one guy's holding a rock not sure why. I expected him to throw it. He doesn't. He's just, just kinda, holding, he's holding he's it. He's just holding a rock. <laughs> it may not even be a rock. It might just be some other. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. He's just like an amorphous shape in his hand that he does nothing with. That's not a rock. That's my wife. That's not a rock. This is a rock. <laughs> um. Yeah. Everyone is like booting him out of town, including Lee. Lee's standing here. He wants him gone, too. Mm hmm. And Zuko walks alone 
into the sunset. And that is how the episode ends. Yep, 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 yep. Brendan, that was episode 27, Zuko Alone. Um, I'm going to give you a chance to speak about this here, but I do just want to say Mm -hmm. right off the bat, right off the bat of like our recap, which is a weird way to describe that. Uh, Zuko alone, this episode of Avatar The Last Airbender, for my money, is the best episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. Whoa, that's a a little disappointing. Uh, Also, though, I do love this episode. It was really good. But Mm -hmm. to hear that this is the highest it gets is a little disappointing, I will say. For me, because I'm a huge Zuko lover and I'm (laughs) totally bought into the Zuko storyline where it's come from this point where it's yet to go like it contextualizes the whole thing yeah and you're also a sucker for emotional flashbacks i love those goddamn flashbacks i can't get enough of them yep uh no this episode was awesome i like this a lot i think we've had two two pretty banger episodes back to back Mm -hmm. um i would put this one above the last one Mm -hmm. like leagues above yeah um yeah this one's really good i love getting the backstory on zuko uh, who to this point is just the brooding guy. I feel like even then we've gotten more backstory on Iroh, and this <laughs> still maintains that gap yep. while giving us more on Zuko. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was very good. I liked it a lot. This does give us, yeah, so much more information on like the entire fire, like the entire royal family of the Fire Nation, like every single one of them gets something filled out in this episode, which is huge. Um, Zuko, again, like we get bits and pieces of the backstory, but this fills out so much more of like the trauma and tragedy that like mm-hmm. is his life and explains like why he is the way that he is. Um, it makes his relationship with Iroh make more sense. Yes. Uh, and why Iroh, I think attached to him so much, like he can see that Zuko's not like the other fire benders. Um, I'm, I'm not like the other fire. That's, that's why I chuckled through it. I wanted to make a joke, but I couldn't figure out how to make it work. So instead, no, I no, just you just awkwardly say, you just have to say exactly what out. you said, just in a slightly different way. I'm Zuko. I'm not like the other firebenders. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like that, it, it kind of explains why like Iroh would would have formed such a bond with him. Like because uh, up to that, we know that Iroh was away for 600 days uh at least and then it takes him however long to get back so zuko would have only met him when he was young um and then to come back and to have all this and like zuko lost his mother as far as we know um iroh lost his son zuko's not vicious like his sister uh so iroh probably saw that wants to nurture that like he's like he sees the future of the firebenders in zuko He's like, we don't have to be these fucking warlords. We can be peaceful people. And I think it starts with you, the next Fire Lord. We can be, yeah, decent folks, like, trying to advance not just the betterment of our own society, but maybe everybody. And Zuko, clearly, very much, like we learn in this episode, is still not ready to grapple with that. But, like... Mm -hmm. 
has the foundation where like his mother tried to raise him the right way and like give him these lessons that are still with him, but he's like not interpreting them the right way. Yeah. Or um, he or he is. Uh, but the people of the town didn't see it the way he maybe he 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 meant what he said, but he didn't mean it the way everyone takes it. Like, yeah, he is the heir to the throne uh, and he he just fought a bad guy. And like, so don't fuck with me because I will fight the bad guys. I'm going to be the next Fire Lord and I'm going to make us a better people. But he didn't quite uh, elaborate. Or not, that's not the word I'm looking for. But he, he didn't say it that way. Uh, maybe, maybe he, like, Iroh's been pumping him up. Like, yeah, you, you're going to be the Fire Lord. Things are going to be good when you're in charge. Um, and Zeke was like, yeah, yeah, I, I am the Fire Lord. Everything's going to be awesome. But then he just, like, fucks this guy up in a big, scary way and didn't quite deliver the message he intended to. And firebenders are just the bad guy. And, like, he yeah. doesn't, he doesn't do anything, yeah, to sway that perception and in fact, yeah, pushes it further into like, yeah, I am a firebender. And not only that, but I'm like a super kick-ass one that yeah. you you should know about. Yeah. Um, and then he tries to regain some of it by giving the knife to the kid at the end. But by then it's too far. It's, too, and he, it's gone. Yeah, it's, he it's lost. He realizes to push it at that point would be too much and just <laughs> leaves it alone for now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's huge. It's huge for him. It's huge for... Iroh, and because it's huge for the both of them, it further deepens their relationship, which is undoubtedly, like, without question, like, the most important relationship that exists on this television show is the one between Zuko and his uncle Iroh. Mm -hmm. It's the one we're, like, the most invested in every time they show it on one of these episodes and, like, has the most conflict but also like the most amount of love at the core of it and like yeah this again just makes that whole story like even deeper and adds way more layers to it which they keep on doing with these two yeah which makes them both such great characters and again like Iroh is a fantastic character on the show that they're giving like a lot of time to add stuff to him but like at the end of the day, knowing like everything I know with the whole Zuko story, like Zuko is my favorite character on the show. And this episode is a huge reason why. Yeah. Yeah. Very good episode. I liked it a lot. Brendan, it's a fantastic episode. And I, I, I hope it doesn't discourage you because it's, it's just, all it's downhill just from my here. Fa- no, <laughs> I, you can't you can't think of it like this. I won't. It's just my favorite episode of the show. It doesn't have to be your favorite, even though I know that you liked it. I did. Yep. And I will say, yes, okay, so that's episode 27, Zuko alone. Huge mm-hmm. thumbs up all the way across yes, the board. Yes, definitely. We're in a stretch right now, Brendan. And again, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here. But like this stretch from like right now through the end of season two. So like more than half the season mm-hmm. is like probably the prime avatar the last airbender content all right if you are into like what happens in like this next few episodes all the way through the end of the season like this is it i guess i'm trying to say like this is going to be make or break for you on how you feel about this show okay um it's we're kind of like 
deep in what I would call the good shit and it's not <laughs> going anywhere. There's maybe a couple episodes where it's like, yeah, okay. But like from this point on, the storylines and the characters and what happens and everything's so good and I'm so <laughs> excited to talk about, very excited about the show. About well, that's good because I was thinking after a couple good episodes in a row, we're a little overdue for another swamp. For a big clunky. Yeah. <laughs> where the gang plays baseball. That would that be a problem? Yes. I hate the baseball episodes. I hate the baseball episodes that they insist on doing on every television show. <laughs> Stop doing it. Play soccer for once. <laughs> Go mountain biking. That, that I mean honestly if they did that on the show that would be pretty rad. That would be pretty cool. I would I would play an avatar mountain biking game. <laughs> it's just a trials HD with the avatar characters, but they can still do their bending. Yeah, well, that that's the fun of it. I don't know about Trials HD, but like an actual like track racer and like shortcuts that only Earthbenders or whatever bender you are can take on any given map. This is a really good idea. Mm -hmm. All right, shut it. Just yeah, stop cut that out of the episode. Stop, We're going to make that. <laughs> Copyright TM. That's ours. <laughs> Can't be called bending though. We have to come up with something else. Move movers. <laughs> Flex flexing. El ele elementies <laughs> element flexing we'll figure it out don't worry about it uh <laughs> anyway <laughs> i guess yeah that's that's the end of this episode uh a strong one and we're in a strong time and i'm excited for where we're gonna go from here brendan cool yeah zuko alone they call it they did that's what they called it they called it that hey uh, good episode. No emails for us this week. If you do want to send us an email about this episode or the show in general, uh, gotta recap at gmail.com is the address you can reach us at. Uh, let us know what you think of Zuko alone. Yeah. Tell us your thoughts. What do you think happened to Ursa? Unless you know, then shut the fuck don't up. Don't tell it. We don't want to know exactly what happened. Yeah. Some stuff happened. Mm-hmm. I want theories. I don't want facts. Yeah, we only want the craziest fan theories. Yeah. <laughs> she it's the whole thing is in Ursa's coma. <laughs> yeah, and then she wakes up and says, Oh, it was all the crazy dream. <laughs> and you were there. <laughs> <laughs> I do I have often described uh Zuko as a cowardly lion of sorts. <laughs> Dude, if there know. was like a full-on fucking Wizard of Oz parody episode. Gotta be. In this show, really gotta good. be. Yeah. Just it just makes sense. Yep. Uh gotta recap at gmail.com. Write us your Wizard of Oz parody episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender. We'd be thrilled to read them. Mm-hmm. At Gotta Recap on social media. Uh, you can also reach out to us there. And while you're at it, head to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Drop us a five-star review of the show. We would appreciate that a great deal. Yes. Brendan, uh, Zuko alone. Mm -hmm. He uh, had to keep his secrets from the town. He's very bad at it. He had eventually, he just couldn't hold it in anymore and had to spill the beans. Mm -hmm. And eventually you and me won't be able to hold in any more of our thoughts about episode 28 
of Avatar The Last Airbender, but that's not going to be for another week, so you don't have to worry about spilling the beans too early. Yeah, I'm going to have to keep it secret. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. We will catch you all next week. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.